Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. I have no idea um, how this segment is going to go. It's just me telling you guys about myself, um, give you a rundown of my 33 years on earth. Um, it's going to be all over the place, so bear with me. I'm not really good at um, communicating because, like I said, I'm antisocial, recluse. And I'm trying to, you know, I just want to live my life. I want to live my truth. I want people to know me for me and not from what they heard of me. I'm going to get into this, guys. And I'm not going to be able to get into everything at once. But I'm just going to tell you guys, you know. So I was born from a woman who has a lot of issues. She always been a wild person. She always been into the street. She's always been into alcohol drugs and just being promiscuous and going with lots of men so one day she got pregnant but before she got pregnant with me she had two other pregnancies but due to her drug use she lost those you know boys it was she knew what she was gonna have it was gonna be boys but she lost the babies and whatnot so when she lost the babies and whatnot she ended up getting pregnant and she ended up, you know, doing drugs with me and stuff and being in the street and partying and all that stuff. So that's why I have a lot of um, complications as far as learning disabilities and all that other stuff due to her drug use with me, you know? So she ended up getting arrested and she got out of jail when she was like, well, she got arrested when she was like four months pregnant. And she got out of jail when she was like eight months pregnant. So I was already like a, almost a full baked potato, but I was still extremely small. I was like the tiniest baby in the family, guys. Just so tiny and whatnot. So once she had me, I'm trying to, hold on guys, one second. I'm sorry to stop. I need to check something out. Okay. I had to check something out right quick. So, when she had me in the hospital, custody was taken, her parental custody was taken away and it was given to my grandparents. So, growing up, I thought my grandparents was my mom and dad. And I always thought that going up to, I want to say, 11 years old. When I was 11, their child, one of their children, took it upon herself to tell me that they were not my parents. That the woman that used to come to the family gatherings that would show out, that would show up high, would show up drunk was my mother. It was their daughter and daughter-in-law, my uncle's wife. I didn't understand why um, my grandparents, you know, but I still call them mom and dad because it's just, that's what I was calling them all my life. But I didn't understand why my grandmother and grandfather would allow this these two women to tell me this out of jealousy 
their daughter told me this because she felt as if I was a spoiled brat. She felt as if that, and when she went and she called me a bitch before, she called me names. She would always make fun of my weight because, you know, the older I got, I got, you know, I was a foodie. I like to eat snacks and I was a chubby kid. So she would always call me names, always like compare me to her children. And she was just jealous. And I realized she was jealous when I got older, when I got like 30, when I was seeing a therapist and I told the therapist everything that I'm telling you guys. And that's another story about my crazy therapist, guys. But anyhow, so I, and then basically she was like, that's just jealousy. A lot of times that happens with girls who, you know, but anyhow. So I felt some type of way when my grandparents didn't stand up for me and say, y'all can't come to our house no more. You can't be around her no more because you are very toxic to her. And we see a change in our child and you're grown. You're in your 30s and 40s and you freaking picking on a little eight-year-old girl. So you cannot be around her no more. And even though you gave birth to her, to my birth mother, you're not able to be around her either, y'all. That's what, y'all, that's what I wanted them to say. But they didn't. They continue to allow these people to come around. They continue to allow these people to say hurtful things to me. They continue to accept it. And when I realized that they weren't going to, nobody wasn't going to stand up for me. No one wasn't going to say anything. I thought when people did bad things to me, I thought it was acceptable. Because I didn't have anyone to say it's not right. I didn't have that person in my corner say, leave her alone. You don't do that. Don't treat her like that. I haven't ever had anyone in my corner to ever stand up for me, ever be like, y'all are wrong. You know, I'm I'm like that towards people. I'm always like, if someone I see someone is being treated unfairly, I'd be like, you're wrong. You shouldn't treat that person like that. That's how I am. Because I always try to be, it's this quote where, be the you that you needed when you was a child, when you was a younger you. And I'm trying to live by that quote. I'm trying to be, you know, I'm trying to make it up to the little girl, my inner child, you know, I believe in the inner child and whatnot. And I'm trying to, but it's hard because like it replays in my head over and over and over again, you know? So... Anywho, let's fast forward. So, my birth mother, they would allow her to see me. They would allow her to stay the night. They allow, allowed her to move in. But in the process of her moving in, she would do things to me. She tried to stab me before. She attacked me before. She would dig in her vagina or her butt and rub it in my face. Um, she would constantly make fun of my weight. She would literally, she took me to a crack house before. She knew, okay, guys, when I was a little kid, I used to listen to everything people say. I took every, you know, when you're a child, you name, and I was like that for a while or whatnot. I, I took everything what people said. One time, y'all, she took me to this pool, knowing I couldn't swim, y'all, and she put me in the pool, and I couldn't swim. I could have drowned, y'all. And that was the first time that my pops, my grandpa, my pops, that's the first time that he 
got angry with her and stood up for her. It was like, you could have killed her. You could have got her killed or whatnot. That was the first time that he ever stood up to her or whatnot. And that was like, okay. But being young, I didn't think that that was bad. I just thought, okay, this is fun. She would offer me cigarettes. She would just, she would always do things that a parent, and for her, to, even though I know she has schizophrenia, it's a lot of few parents out there who are schizophrenic and don't do the things she do. And I also still um, don't believe that. I know that's a bad thing to say. I just think it's her drug use, you know, because people say she wasn't always like that. They just say she used to like to party. She's into drugs, alcohol, and men. And But she says she was down of schizophrenia, but she doesn't. You know, anywho. So she would do that. So I end up, you know, having this disease called TMAU. And with TMAU, it's something you cannot hide. It's something you cannot mask. It's something that um no matter what is there and it's loud. And those of you all that don't know what TMAU is, I want you to pause this. And I want you to Google it and yeah, just pause this and Google it. If you guys hooked it up, that's what I have. And I had that basically since I was like a little kid, to be honest. I had it basically all my life. So can you picture this little chubby chocolate girl constantly getting bullied because she has this odor that she couldn't control? Not only that, people already have this thought process that if you're overweight, naturally you smell. But that wasn't my case. I was diagnosed with this disease and it was a living hell, y'all. People in my family made fun of that. Um, well, some people made fun and the ones didn't, they made fun behind my back. They act as if I couldn't hear them. Um, I was sexually assaulted by two relatives that were siblings. One of the person that sexually assaulted me was younger than me, but they were stronger than me or whatnot. And it was nothing I could do about it. And it went on for years. And I eventually told my mom not to allow these people to come to my house. I don't want to go to their house. But being underage, she would force me to be around these individuals. Once I finally got a little bit of strength to stand up and fight back, that's when one of the people that sexually assaulted me all these years ended up lying and said that I sexually assaulted them. And it was a terrible rumor, y'all. This rumor almost ruined my life. People still talk about this rumor. Um, This person is two years younger than me. It's a guy. And this person basically said I freaking molested him. Um, which I didn't, you know, he sexually abused me for years, him and his, another person, you know, sibling for years it went on guys. And it got to the point so bad where I began in self-forming myself, but my, you know, family, they were so into themselves, into everything else around them to making me feel bad that they didn't realize that this little girl had cuts all over her arm. This, I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional. They didn't realize that this little girl tried to kill herself. 
Now, one time I cut my wrist, I split my wrist, and thank goodness I didn't cut it deep enough, but I cut enough where it bleed, and you know what happened, y'all? They didn't even take me to the freaking hospital or whatnot. They just wrapped my arm up and just call it a day, you know. Oh, she's just been, you know, a attention seeker. She just wanted attention. No, I'm in pain, you know. Both of my freaking arms, y'all, is freaking scarred up from cuts. And every day, it reminds me of the pain I've been through. Every day it replays in my head like a freaking DVD or CD, you know, and I can't have it. And I feel guilty, y'all. It's like I feel I don't know why I feel guilty, but I feel I just feel guilty. And when I was accused of that crime, and I I was hurt that no one stood up for me. I was hurt. That everyone jumped on the bandwagon and believed this person. I was hurt because I know what I've been through for years. I know I had it in my journal. Um, because I always keep a journal and whatnot. And every attack that happened on me, I kept it on a journal. I could have went back and showed um, things I've been through in my journal. But I didn't want it because it was my personal thoughts. So I allowed them to keep thinking what they wanted to think. Not only that, it's just the point that they know about the physical abuse. They just thought it was kids being kids. Oh, they just fighting because they just kids. No, I wasn't fighting. I was protecting myself. I had two people attacking me. And then when their friends being around, their friends were joining to attack. And it was like a freaking beat now. And here I was, this chubby little kid with TMAU running the house and crying and get freaking fussed at for, you know, wanting, you know, sympathy, wanting someone to comfort me, you know? And it's hard being a kid and not having anyone in your corner. Granted, I had people that I was associate with. I had friends. But... I couldn't go to my friends and say, hey, you know, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, because they want to understand, you know, they kids. Kids, if, one thing I'm saying, if they don't, if people don't know about something, not just out of 10, they would judge you when you're young. If they don't know, they think it's funny. If they don't know, they think, oh, it's a joke. They think it's full, you full of it. And I just didn't have, like I said earlier, I didn't have no one to turn to. Or whatnot. So I'm gonna leave that at that and I'm gonna talk to you guys later.